right, welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Um, I appreciate you guys bearing with me as I had a slight delay there. I had some travel plans that um, that prevented me from getting there. I, I just it was time mismanagement this whole past week has been absolutely insane. So um, I'm trying to do a better job with my time management. My goodness, uh, is it ridiculous here as of late? Uh, but thank you guys. Uh, continue to follow us for updates on our Facebook page. Again, that's where I posted tonight's update. Also, again, if you can. Um, follow us and like us on Facebook as well as SoundCloud. Again, that's where a lot of my metrics come from. That's our hosting site. It's very important. Our YouTube channel as well. I know we might get one or two views on YouTube, but I know there are a couple of subs out there that really appreciate that upload. So find our YouTube channel. If you're having trouble finding it, though, just search We Shall Not Sleep and my name, Michael Crable. You'll be able to find it uh, rather quickly uh, on YouTube. So that is some of the stuff out of the way again, contact us at wsnspodcast at gmail.com in case you have any questions, comments, um, suggestions for future content. And there is future content coming back with the interviews. Uh, trust me, I'm just trying to schedule them, honestly. Uh, the guests that I want, some returning guests, I really want to have back. It's just they're busier than I am, so it's just trying to find the time. And I don't want to rush things either. So um, that those, that's some just uh, nice um, supply uh, cleaning closet items. I just wanted to get out of the way. So and I got to tell you something that's funny. One of my favorite shows here as of late that I've really become to like a lot more, uh, is Downton Abbey. Now that is, it might be, a it might be a, a surprising admittance for some. And for those who might judge me right now, like I judged me right now, uh, from a few years ago, um, I would suggest that you watch it. It's on prime video or you can, you know, buy it outright. You know, it's something for me that when my dad would watch it, because, you know, this came out in 2011. So, you know, I was in high school, and then by the time some of the seasons were wrapping up, and I was in college. The series wrapped up when I was in college. And, and I remember my dad watching it, and it was just something, it was very, it was very simple. Um, you know, when he, when he was watching this show, um, I was making fun of him for it. And because it's just, you know, the stereotypical stuff, like, why is my dad watching a show about the British aristocracy's uh, pinnacle and ultimate demise in from early 20th century you know, Europe. Well, why is that? And then I discovered it, watched it. I really enjoyed it. And I've been getting more emotional and emotional here because uh, the show just makes me cry because there's some scenes that are beautiful and others that are just genuinely sad. And for those who have seen the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Ending of season three, right? Um, so I say all that as an intro, not to detract you from listening, but I, some of the, it's been a reminder of how, how in tune more, more so I've been with my emotions here in this, this last few months. So I say all of that as a setup to say that on Sunday, this was a culmination on Sunday, I was given a prompt by these little talking point cards. And the prompt was, you know, how should a a Christian's faith impact or parenting basically was the, was the prompt. And I, I spoke from uh, Ephesians five and six. Um, again, it's the instructions for wives, husbands, children, slaves, masters, the whole Christian household living back then. And, and, and that type of relation. And I was just talking about how if, even though I'm not married and I don't have children, I do have, there are children in my life that I have influence over and they're, are are 
several examples, including my parents being the prime prime example of being phenomenal parents, right? And I hope you know that. I hope you personally know it, or at least know people who are the parents that you're just you're just in awe over. And I have several examples of that in my life, fortunately. And one of the things that that I have really, really enjoyed looking back on is seeing how God has used my parents' marriage as an example to me as a testament to their faith. You see what's what is astonishing about about marriage, the 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 biblical union of marriage between a husband and a wife. What's so special about that is the parallel and metaphor that Jesus himself uses and the writers of the New Testament use as a comparison as to what marriage is, and that's Jesus's, Jesus dying on the cross for the church, for, for those, um, for, the, for the entire world. But he's described as a groom, and he's doing this for his bride. And in the same way, husbands are supposed to do that for their wives. Like, what? Like, that's, that's the language. That's how intimate, that's how special and holy that type of union is. And so it far supersedes anything physical. It's ultimately a spiritual representation. And when you see a devoted husband and wife in a marriage, they go through thick and thin, you know, through sickness and through health, till death do us part. That is physically what separated Christ because he died, you know, right? He died. Um, and that commitment, you know, from a husband ends at death. It's There's no other thing. I mean, we're only given one instance of of divorce, permission, and that's adultery. That's it. There's no other reason given. And even in that case, unless your ex-spouse is still alive, you can't remarry, otherwise you commit adultery against them. And there's all the room for forgiveness. So, like, it's a special thing. It's not something to be taken lightly, rushed into, or lusted after. And what I was saying, you know, from a pastor's heart, that if you're raising children and your marriage bed is built on sifting sands, sifting and shifting sands, how do you how would you come to expect to raise godly children? It just seems like an oxymoron. Like there's no way you could. Why why would you even try? And for me, not having that experience, I still know that to be true. It doesn't mean God's grace can't work. It doesn't mean that God's love cannot conquer all. By no means am I saying that because if you don't have a good, parents don't have a good life, then um, you're, you're going you're gonna to be in a tough rut. No, 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 no. I'm not saying God, you, you, of course, that would be impossible. Otherwise, how do Christians come out of non-Christian households, right? But, but look how beautiful it would be if every Christian marriage represented the bride and the groom the church, and Jesus. And knowing how observ- observant, observational kids can be, when you look at how, how much power they have when they, when they look at things, they pick up on a, on a lot so quickly. And when they see mom and dad fight or bicker or whatever, and they still see mom and dad together, I truly believe that's a testimony of the kingdom of God. Grace and mercy and unconditional love. What better way to teach about the kingdom of God than having a healthy marriage and devoted marriage to your spouse, right? That's my perspective because I think it's biblical perspective and it only makes sense logically in my opinion when you follow it out. 
And looking at my parents, and this is where I began to become emotional, I, I blame Downton Abbey on it, is that I said, last year, you know, we, as a church, we were a vendor at a local fair. What does that mean? Well, we were, we had a booth at a fair, and we just passed out Bibles. And yeah, we wanted people to come to our church, but we wanted to just tell people, hey, there's a church in Hillsdale County that, that cares and loves you, and we want to talk. We just want to, we want to let you know that we're here. And we passed out 25 Bibles, and lo and behold, we, there was an older couple that started coming to my church. It was amazing. Like, what a cool thing. And a week thereafter or so, I ended up getting diagnosed with COVID. And I had never felt that way in my entire life. And it reminded me a lot of meningitis that I had as a kid. And unless I'm confusing that with croup or meningitis, I had croup and meningitis as a, as a, a toddler. Not a good thing. And I, croup maybe as an infant, I guess I am thinking about meningitis. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. My parents are going to listen to this at some point and I'll get all those things screwed up. So I'm just going to be all inclusive. But I remember how I felt. I remember waking up my dad when I was little saying, I can't breathe. I was really struggling to breathe. And my neck hurt. I think that's, yeah, that's meningitis. I think. And I felt the same way, this heaviness on my chest, like an elephant was standing on my chest. I got, I got my, my medicine and my steroid and I was taking it. And it took me about 24 hours to feel better. And I did feel better. It went away very quickly. I was very grateful for the medical care I received. Very grateful for my nurse practitioner. Did a wonderful job. Well, during that time, I didn't know if I would, I would have to drive myself to the hospital based on this next urgent care if I was really struggling to breathe. Well, I'm not going to, you know, calling an ambulance is very expensive. And also, driving myself is not a good idea. So I asked my parents if I could stay with them. And my parents, I mean, I'm their only child. I was 27 at the time. I need, I need care. And they threw open their doors and their arms. I mean, I, I talked about it on Sunday that you can talk about prudence or not. You can always have the social commentary whether or not they should have. If I should have stayed in the basement, they had to fed me through a trough or something with gloves and masks on. They threw open the doors, they put me on the couch, and they monitored me and my fever, which is like 102, 103. It's pretty high. And at the risk of themselves. And they both ended up getting COVID. Definitely for me. Now, they're, technically, we could have been exposed to different locations, right? We didn't do any contact tracing. But from there, I watched my mom deteriorate and then be admitted to the hospital for over a week. She was on 15 liters of oxygen, and both my dad and I didn't think she was coming home. And if you listen to me during that sermon, I break down for about a minute because I almost lost my mom. And watching Downton, because there's a lot of loss in that in that show, um, all around the same time, they're revisiting that and going through what I've gone through, loss of friendships and everything. It just is like all culminating in a lot of tears as of late. I found myself crying more, just getting stuff out, you know, not not backing down from emotion, not burying it, but just, just letting it out. And on Sunday, I did. I was joking. My, my, my mascara was uh, running down <laughs> my face, but um, it's one of those things that my mom didn't think twice about taking me in. She threw her arms open and said, this is my child. Of course I'm going to care for them. And without any regard to her own health. And if that's not the definition of self-sacrificial love, what a, what a child does for a parent, that, that teaches you more about the kingdom of God than, than preaching about it. So 
what I encourage people to do about parents is that, you know, if, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you have influence in kids' lives, like, what what is it are, are you're willing to do to to your, like, relationships, like, horizontally? Don't think about, like, going down and looking up, but what do you do for the kids that are in your lives? What type of relationship do you have with the, with the influences, influencers? Oh, that's a terrible word. Like, if, if you are a friend of a parent, a friend, uh, you, if you love kids and their parents, are you good to those parents? Do they see their parents interacting and having strong friendships or relationships with the spouse, right? If you're a parent, how are you to your spouse in front of your kids? Do your kids know that you and your spouse love each other? Do, do, do they see the love of the grandparents and the family? What is their first example? If a marriage is supposed to be an an example and exemplify what Christ's love is for the church in both directions, the respect and love, the sac sacrificial nature of love. If that's supposed to be it, then then yeah, shouldn't a mommy and daddy be the first thing that kids notice about the kingdom of heaven? They might not understand that you're that you're disciplining them or whatever, but they they observe how you interact to each other. Kids certainly know when they're when they're growing up at a home at a very early age if mommy and daddy don't like each other. They might feel love this way, but their example of a marriage and what the what the church is is selfish. It's anger. It's it's bitter. It's disrespectful. Think about that for a second. Isn't that powerful? That was just something I wanted to leave in my congregation. What are what type of impression are we leaving on kids? So parenting, you're talking about discipline. You're talking about what foods they should eat, if they should do sports, if if they if they're struggling with something, if they're depressed, I don't know anything about that stuff. What I do know is that I, I, I firmly believe that you're going to give your kid a better chance of success and for the sake of the Lord if your marriage to your spouse is bulletproof. Colloquially, I say that to say not that it's perfect. Not that it's, it's gone without sin and disrespect, but the unconditional love and ex and willingness to always open the arms, extend mercy and forgiveness. Anyway, those are just some thoughts. I, I hope I hope that tickles your ears a little bit. It's something that's really been on my mind as of late. Thank you guys for waiting for this. May God bless you and may God keep you.